Hey, I'm Claire. Welcome to Real Life Business. This podcast has one goal, to prove that no one has their shit together 100% of the time and that ultimately, it's the way we decide to look at things that will determine our reality. Life can be hard, and in those moments, we are faced with a choice. Sit in the shit waiting for something to change or lean in with the belief of actually I can and make something happen. I know which I'd prefer. So if you're ready, then join me for Real Life Business. Hello, hello. It is so good to be back behind the microphone. I really have missed it, but I have to say I also really have needed the break in between seasons. I wasn't quite expecting it to be eight months because that's how long it's been since I last released an episode, but I clearly needed that time. You know, a lot has happened in that time. I've gone through a lot. I've processed a lot. Um, and I'm here now. I'm back. I'm full of energy again. And I'm here to share what's been going on because I know I've been having a lot of conversations with people. Um, if, you, if you know me, you know how much I love to talk. I've been having a lot of conversations with people in different capacities, you know, just mates out and about, uh, business meetings, just chatting to people generally. And I really do think that what I've gone through, I'm not alone in. Um, There's been a... I don't know whether it's sort of, I'm kind of putting it down to like the the washout of COVID. You know, we were, we just, we got through the bushfires locally here and COVID and 2022 just seemed to, to me to be the year where everything caught up with me. It's like, you know, I've been battling through for the last two years and now I'm just freaking exhausted. Freaking, is that even a word? Who knows? I'm just exhausted and I think everything just caught up with me and I'm going to share a little bit more about that um, later on in this episode. But first of all, I have, um, I've, I want to extend a welcome to anyone new here. You know, I, I'm imagining that there's quite a few people here who have been following me since the get-go and are really happy to have the show back. But if you are here for the first time, if you've come across this show for the first time, let me just say welcome. This show, Real Life Business, is like I said in the intro, it's it's all about normalizing the day-to-day shit that we all go through. And whilst previous seasons of this podcast have really been focused on business owners, I want going forwards this you know, real life business is, is just, it's the real life shit that we all go through. So you don't have to be in business to get value out of this podcast. This is just here. This podcast is here to normalize the human. And I want to inspire everyone listening to this to just go for the fucking goal that you're aiming for, whatever it might be, whether it's in your career, whether it is business related, whether it's health, whether it's romance, whether it's parenting, whatever it is, I want you to view this show as inspiration and to not let the shit that goes on in day-to-day life cloud your judgment of your ability to achieve because 
quite frankly, we can all do incredible things. And the only thing that is stopping us from doing whatever the hell we want is is our attitude and how we decide to look at things. And, you know, I'll go into my story of what's been going on over the last few months in, in a moment, as I said. But I think the, the big thing that really pulled me out of it was – One of the mantras that I chant a lot or that I I say a lot is be the change, be the change, be the change, be the example. And at the peak of my funk, I was not being the example. If my kids started to act in the way that I was, and in in fact, we were starting to see things rub off on the kids. And it was that kind of painful realization that really made me realize, you know what, Claire, you have got to get yourself out of this. Like you cannot sit in this shit any longer. Nothing and no one are going to come along and save you. So if you're not happy with where you are, you have got to pull on your bloody big girl pants and make a change, do something different. And that is exactly what I did. So that's what I want this first episode to to be all about. And I've called it um, Burnt Out and over it because that's exactly how I felt like toward the end of last year you know from probably around September October um, pushing through into Christmas I just felt completely and utterly over it and if someone had said to me back then oh Claire you just burnt out uh, or you burnt out I would have gone no I'm not no I'm, I'm not but I actually have now done a bit of research into and reading into what burnout actually is and looking at sort of the 12 stages of burnout I'm like holy shit yep I was completely burnt out so let me explain um, a little bit about my story to to anyone who is new here and anyone who has um, not been following this journey right from the beginning so I am an accountant by profession and one day back in, I think it was about 2017, we were having a retirement lunch for my boss and he got um, an award and a, and a gift for his retirement and the speech was celebrating his 40 years of service to the organization. And I remember sitting there in, in, that, in that restaurant thinking, holy fuck, like I do not want to be doing this for the next 40 years. I do not want to slave my life away for a nice piece of memorabilia and a speech and at a lunch in 40 years time. That isn't what this is all about for me. And if you've ever seen the kids movie Trolls, you'll know that they kind of are fueled on hugs. And if they don't get enough hugs, they turn gray and they're still walking around. They're still doing their thing, their troll thing and and whatever, but they're gray and they're lifeless and their energy is zapped. And that is exactly how I felt. So fast forward, I, um, I discovered coaching. I discovered life coaching. I enrolled with the Coaching Institute in Melbourne and it reinvigorated me. It gave me a new lease on life. And I came home from the first weekend and the first sort of weekend of training away. And I sort of said to my husband, you know, this is, this is it. This is, this is what I'm here for. Like, I'm not here for crunching numbers anymore. I, I'm, I'm here to help people. I want to help people. And 
At the time, I had no idea what that help looked like. I just knew that I wanted to do it. And he was fully supportive. He was he was fully supportive. And I began coaching on the side. And a couple of years later in 2019, I'd reached the point in my coaching business where I thought, if I'm going to take this any further, I can't do it on the side of a full-time job. And so I left the comfort of six figures behind and I embarked on my coaching and facilitation business full-time. Now, that was 2019. That was toward the end of 2019. And pretty soon after that, the bushfires hit our region. And then promptly after that, COVID hit. And to say that it was a shaky start to my full-time entrepreneurial journey would be an understatement, but I got through. I got through and I did that business for, where are we now? For, for Right up until the end of 2022. So for three years, I was coaching and facilitating and running youth leadership programs. And I always felt like, I always felt like there was something missing. I always felt like I wasn't quite there or I hadn't, the penny hadn't quite dropped or something wasn't quite right, but I just kept doing the do. I just kept doing the things. I, you know, released this podcast. I was um, looking at releasing programs and all the while trying to, trying to add in more and more and more and more and more to get where I thought I wanted to be. And that is a really quick catch up of, of how I got to this completely burnt out and over at stage at the end of, of 2022, because it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I can't be in constant on mode. I can't be creating all the time. I can't be thinking about who I need to contact, who I could get in touch with, who I could reach out to, what I could um, what I could facilitate next, what program I could create next, where could I run it, who could I run it through, where could I get funding from, what grants could I apply for. Like I was done. I was so done. And on the side of all of this, you know, I'm 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 mum, I'm playing mum as well. I'm trying to be uh, trying to be the best wife I can be as well. I'm trying to have time for me so I don't burn out, but ultimately I completely and utterly failed at that because <laughs> I just I remember going outside one. I think it was on like Sunday lunchtime and I literally just walked outside and went and sat on the grass and just bald. I just bald because I did not know what else to do. And my husband came out and he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like I'm not like I'm done. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what I want to do anymore. I just don't want to do anything. And I literally wanted to kind of curl up in a ball and just hide like, and, and, what I've discovered about burnout is is that withdrawal is one of the like really telling signs that we have got ourselves to a point where it's really freaking dangerous and really hard to come back from. You know, I just got to the point where I was so exhausted. I was so done with worrying and thinking about where the next lot of money would come from. And 
as someone who, with an accounting and finance background and as someone who was talking about money management and and you know cash flow and making sure we've always got money to cover our obligations and and live our best life and and create a business that met the needs of our life rather than taking over it. I felt like a freaking fraud. I felt such a hypocrite because I'm like, how can I be talking about this stuff when I'm feeling like this, when I'm feeling so overwhelmed by my business, when I'm so worried about where the next lot of money is going to come from. And all of that just kind of added to the weight on my shoulders and the pressure I was feeling and the stress I was feeling, which in turn then made me snappy. It made me ready. It made me argumentative. I had no energy. I couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered with my normal morning routine of exercising and taking the time for me, the thing that I know is what sets me up for the day. But I wasn't doing that because I just couldn't be bothered. I was dragging myself out of bed I was um, dragging up the, the the depths of energy, the the scraps of energy that I possibly could to to get through each day, and I w- the cracks were just too deep. It was it was all too hard, and I think what made it even harder was that in. July of last year, so July 2022, we actually pulled our eldest son out of regular school and we started distance education with him. And so he was home the whole time as well. And he needed me to support him in this transition of of learning a different way and doing his schoolwork a different way. And it was just another layer on top of everything that I was trying to process. You know, I'm sure there are mums out there listening to this that can just feel the weight of my words. You you feel the pressure of absolutely everything. And where distance education has been great for him, it really created a lot of extra stress for me because I'm a, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an academic. I'm an A grade student. You know, when my parents came over a couple of months ago, they bought all my old school reports and things, and my boys had a great laugh at looking looking through them of A A A A. You know, I'm a very very motivated learner. I love to learn. I I really got into school and study and doing distance education. I was aware of everything that needed to be done. I was aware of all of the tasks. I was aware of all of the lessons. I was aware of all of the assignments and I cared about that. And Kai, bless him, God love him, didn't care about that. And that just added a whole other level of stress. And and that's a, that's a whole, that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode for another day. But I'm wanting to paint the picture of the weight that we can feel as mums, as parents, I'm sure there's dads listening to this as well. We feel a tremendous amount of weight and and I just got to the point where enough was enough and I knew that something needed to change. So in in that moment, I was I, I remember saying to, to Terry, I remember saying, you know what, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna sack it all in. I, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna go back to full time work. And I figured you know, 
death and taxes, don't they say? Death and taxes are two things that are never, ever going to go away. So, you know, if, if you're a skilled undertaker or you're a skilled tax accountant, you're always going to find work. So I, as much as my heart wasn't in it, my head just couldn't see any other way out than to cease my coaching and facilitation business and go back to work full time. So that's what I decided. That's what I decided I was going to do. And probably, I don't know, probably a couple of weeks after that decision, I recalled recalled the learnings um, from a very wise coach that I worked with um, last year who advised me to sit on big decisions for a period of time before acting on them. And I'm really grateful that I did sit on this decision and I discovered or I realized or I maybe came to my senses that returning to full-time work wasn't going to be the, the right thing for me to do because let's face it, I... I'm different. I'm wired different. I I know that I am and I know that having had three years of working for myself, I knew that for me to go back to working for someone else full time and have nothing else going on, whilst it might give me the financial security that I so desperately craved at the time, I knew that it would not take me long before I would be wanting to rebel against absolutely everything and I'd probably end up sabotaging the whole thing and, you know, potentially losing that job or leaving that job and, you know, burning bridges and having horrible, um, horrible experience on on my resume and whatever it might be. So I'm like, okay, Claire, full-time work is not it. Like you're done with full-time coaching and facilitation. You can't you admit you can't go back to full-time work. So what can you do? So this, in the intro, this is, this is one of those moments where um, those two choices come into play. You know, it's literally like a sliding doors moment. It's like, okay, well, you don't like where you're at. You don't like that alternative over there, which is the complete opposite of where you're at right now. You know, 100% entrepreneur, 100% working full time. Like that's the two ends of the spectrum. You don't want either of those. So what do you want? And what can you do? Because sitting here in this shit, like literally sitting there, um, out on the grass, looking out over the Gubaganda Valley, bawling, is not going to get you anywhere. So what do you want and what steps do you need to take in order to get there? So they were kind of the questions that I was asking myself. I was like, you don't want this. You don't want that. What the hell do you want? And always remembering at the same time is how can I be the best example to my kids? Because I don't want them to see me in this feeling sorry for myself state you know I want them but at the same time I don't want them to see false positives I don't want them to think that life is dandy all the time I want them to see the real um, the real experiences of life and that sometimes things are shit and I want them to see how I process and how I get through things in order for them to learn the best way that they can process and they can get through things. So by asking myself these questions, okay, you don't want this, you don't want that, what do you want? What do you want in an ideal world? And I remember I put a post 
I've, I've just put a post out. Um, if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that sometimes, quite a lot of the time actually, I literally um, share my thoughts in posts. And some people, um, some people might think, why the hell do you share so much, Claire? Like, can't you keep some in for yourself? But at the same time, I get so much feedback and so much engagement from the posts where I'm really real and raw because people are like, thank God, like yes, I hear you. I feel that too. So I'm going to keep doing it. And, and, and I'm going to always try and portray um, as real a reflection as possible of what's going on for me. So I put out this post of what I was going through and the fact that, you know what, I am back on the job market. I am ready to look for work. And um, one of my, um, a lady in my network on LinkedIn was like, that's awesome. Really great to hear. What kind of work are you looking for? And I had no freaking idea. Like I was like, do you know, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. And I sat there and I thought about it and I replied to her with what my ideal role would be. And I said, what I said was ideally in an ideal world, I'd want something based in an accounting firm, given that's my background, but in a more advisory capacity. So helping businesses proactively because if you have any knowledge of public practice accounting firms and compliance accounting firms it is very much very it's a very transactional job and you're always working in the past so you're doing the previous years financial statements and tax returns and you're always looking backwards and there's not a fat lot you can do because the 30th of June has already passed and you could see opportunities for people but it's tough shit you've just got to deal with what you've got so that's what got me so frustrated about the accounting industry in the in the first place I always wanted to be looking forward I wanted to be more proactive I was like how I want to help these people create the business that meets the needs of their life rather than taking over it so I responded to this post saying, you know what, what I would really love is a job based at an accounting firm, but combining all of the business advisory, business coaching, personal development, um, human behavior, personal leadership stuff that I've been doing in my own business. If I could combine the two in a part-time capacity, that would just be perfect. And as soon as I hit post on that reply, I was like, well, that's it. That's what you've got to do, Claire. You have got to put it out there to the universe that this is what you're looking for. And that is exactly what I did. And there was a great lesson in that because I'll cut a very long story short. I applied for a shit ton of jobs, a shit ton. And the beauty of the world in which we live right now, if there's one thing we've got from COVID is that um, the world of remote work has just completely changed. And I knew I needed to still work from home because Kai is here doing school. So like I could not, I couldn't go back into a physical office. Like I couldn't not be here because, you know, then it uproots his whole change to his schooling. So I knew I needed to work from home and cut a very long story short, because I put out there to the universe what I wanted, I found it. Because I could articulate what I was looking for, I got it. Because I could ask for what I wanted, I received it. And I have now got a role in an accounting firm based in Canberra with a 
freaking phenomenal team. Like I have not experienced, I'll say this to Terry at the end of every day, like I have not experienced a culture like this ever in, in an employed role, I don't think. And and we're all over the freaking country. Like we're, we're so many of the team are working from home and yet still there's this amazing culture and I fucking love that. absolutely love that. And I love the fact that exactly what I put out there is what I now have. And so that is, that's lesson number one from, from the shit show of the last eight months for me is well, probably a couple of lessons in that, is draw a freaking line in the sand if you are feeling anything like I was at your sort of wits end, at absolute despair, just cannot keep going, doing what you're doing any longer. Draw a line in the sand and get really freaking real with yourself about what it is that you do want because it's really easy to focus on on the stuff that's shit and the stuff that we don't like but we need to get clear on what we actually do want and we need to be able to articulate it. We need to be able to speak what we want. We have to be able to ask for what we want and if we can't articulate it, if we can't put words to what we want instead, we are never going to get it. But as soon as we do, as soon as we can, then the momentum starts to, to to build behind us and all the action that we take can move us to where we want to be. Now, parallel to all of this, so my, my um, comfort security-seeking brain is going, oh, yes, thank God, okay, this is great. You, you've, got, you've got this role. My accounting brain, my numbers brain is going fantastic. This money is going to cover all your monthly expenses, all your bills, fabulous. You know, you're safe now. This is my ego saying you're safe now. You're done now, Claire. Just sit there. (laughs) Do you think I could do that? No, 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 no. No. The entrepreneurial part of my brain was going, okay, right. So you've got this, you've got this locked in now. Now, what are you going to do for the fun fund? What are you going to do for the luxury fund? What are you going to do now that is going to move you towards the life that you want? Now, Terry and I are renting at the moment. We live in a beautiful, beautiful part of the world in regional New South Wales, but we're renting. It's not our house. And as much as we love our lifestyle and where we live, the longer we are here, the more distant our goal of owning our own property like this feels. And so I think that was a big part of my that was a big part of my real downer, to be honest, because we were seeing friends and family buy these amazing properties and and houses and start businesses and do all the things that we wanted to be doing, yet we weren't doing it yet. And the longer that went on for, the more examples of that that we saw of people doing that, personally for me, the lower that made me feel. Now, I could have seen it as as a plus in as much as, well, people are doing it, people around you are doing it, which means it's possible. But to me, at the time of, of my sort of where my brain was at the end of last year, I was like, well, this is just 
fucking great, isn't it? You know, now so-and-so has gone and bought a property. Now that person's gone and bought a new car. Now that person's gone and started an Airbnb business. Now that person's got um, this and got that and did all got all the things that I had in my mind that I wanted to be doing and I was getting feeling more and more resentment build and which was making the weight on my shoulders feel even worse. So I knew that although I had this Although I had this security, although I had this, my need for returning back to the accounting profession and my my dream job, which I put out there to the universe and got, although I had this, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me because I knew that once the dust had settled, I would want more. And I have become very comfortable with that desire. I, this was a big piece of development that I did a few years ago in myself because I, I used to beat myself up for always wanting more, thinking, why can't you just be grateful for what you've got, Claire? Why can't you be happy with where you're at? Why are you always wanting to push for more? And and I saw that as a negative, but I'd done a lot of work on that and I'm quite happy to say I want more. You know, I don't want just a good life. I want a fucking great life. I want a house that is beautiful. I want beautiful furniture in it I want a nice car we've got a nice caravan I want to upgrade our boat the boys want new motorbikes I want to go on overseas trips like that's not me being materialistic that is me putting it out there like that I want nice things and that is okay and so I knew that that would come up again and so I knew I needed something else And this is where, if you've been following me on socials, this is where the online business comes in because I knew that I knew that I could release coaching programs or I could release new um, youth programs and go away and facilitate those. Like I've been doing that for the last three years, but I knew I was done with that. I knew that I was exhausted by that and I didn't want extra money coming into our family to come in at the expense of my time. And that was where things were getting, you know, the more, the more programs I go away and run in different areas, the more time I'm away from home, the more online programs I design, create, record, put out there, the more time I'm literally tied to this microphone and this computer with my door shut, not experiencing my family, not doing things with my family. So I knew I didn't want that anymore. I knew I needed something that could bring in extra income, the cherry on top income and allow me to pick and choose uh, the, the other things that I do. And I remember getting to a point where I reached out to an old coaching colleague of mine who I knew was doing something in the online space. I wasn't 100% sure, um, but I knew she was doing something in the online space because she'd approached me a few times before over the last 12 months and I'd always said, not not interested, no, not interested, no, not interested, no, not interested, because to me, she'd sold herself short on her coaching dream and I was like, no, I'm not interested in that. I can do this. I can do this on my own. I can wear all the hats. I can do content creation and video production and editing and website design and marketing and funnel building and the administration and the social media and the reels and the story like I can do all of that I don't I don't I don't need your business model thank you very much but actually I did I absolutely did and that that 
moment of swallowing my pride and messaging Sally and saying, you know what? You know that thing you've been trying to show me for the last 12 months? I'm ready to see it now. Can you please show me it now? And with such grace and humility as she always has, she she did. She showed me the opportunity. And as a numbers person, it was something that I couldn't unsee. I tried to I tried to explain with logic and reasoning to Terry what this opportunity was all about and I would the words I was just trembling not trembling but tripping over the words it was all coming out wrong um and he and he was just like how much does it cost and I was like oh you know anywhere between blah 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 and blah blah blah. and he's like no 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 way no you know you you have spent enough of our money on shit like this it's not happening and that honestly felt like a complete stab in the heart. Like I was ready to walk out. I was like, you know what? Fine. If you are not here to support me anymore, then maybe I need to go on my own and support myself. I was, I was that angry. I was that livid in that moment. And thank God again, um, I took a few deep breaths and spent a few days pondering my grump and my mood and I realized that he was probably right um I didn't need to spend any any I didn't need to invest any more of the money that we had saved up on another venture given the pain I had just realized um, about, you know, about worrying about our financial situation all the time. So again, here's another example of, here is another example of what I talked about in the intro. It's a choice. I had in that moment, I had a choice. I was like, okay, I've got, th- I've got three choices right here. This is, this is, this is literally the three choices I was thinking of in, in this moment. I was like, I could spend the money anyway. You know, it's in a joint account. I have access to it. I could just go and do it anyway. Um, and it basically put the two fingers up and, and just say, you know what, you're not stopping me. It's my money too. I'm going to do it. I thought I could do that. The other, the other extreme was, well, I, I won't follow through with this opportunity then. I, I can't do it. The money's not there. I'm not going to do it. The third option was, okay, um, I don't want either of those extremes, same example as before. I don't want either of those extremes. What do I want? What can I do? How can I make this work? You see these questions that we can we can just turn things around and we go, okay, I don't want that. I don't want that. What do I want? And what options do I have, therefore, of making that come to reality? So that was where I got to. I was like, okay, I am going to work to save up to invest in this business. And sure enough, just like with the job, as soon as I put that out there to the universe, money started showing up. And I don't want you, I don't want you to think that, oh, all I've got to do is just say I want a million dollars and wait for a million dollars to drop out of the sky. It doesn't quite work like that. It's we've got to declare what we want 
So we've got to decide what we want. We've got to declare what we want and we've got to be prepared to take the action to get it. So I was prepared to do the work, do the extra work to earn the money to invest in this online business. And because I was I'd committed, I had decided, I had said to the universe, this is what I am doing and this is how I'm going to achieve this goal. Then stuff started because I'd allowed it. It was like it was done. It was happening. I'd I'd opened myself up to it. It was happening. And because I'd done that, then things started to fall in place. The money came to me much quicker and I invested in this online business pretty much the same time I started my new job. So I've waffled on for over half an hour now and essentially where I have got to in the last eight months is a severe, a severe funk, severe funk to the point where I was literally ready to, to, to walk out on my life as I knew it and I don't know, go and I don't know what the hell I thought I was going to do. I I was just done. I had to, I I was ready to get out and just do something. I I don't know. I'd gone from the lowest low I have ever felt mentally, physically, and emotionally, even though like everything around me, like I had no, I have everything I need around me. Um, Yet I got to that point and I know, I know for a fact that there are others listening to this that feel exactly the same Um, because it's so easy to get to that point, especially at the moment with the cost of everything going up, with the pressures of life, of being a mum, of school, of the Millions of freaking emails of the ferrying kids around, of the juggling everything, of remembering to do stuff. Like I know how easy it is to get in that place. And if you're listening to this in a similar place, like I feel you, I I really, really do. And what I therefore encourage anyone feeling that to do is to draw a line in the sand and decide, okay, this is where I'm at. I don't want this. What do I want instead? And what can I do to make it happen? Like be open to anything being possible. Even if it defies your logical brain, like be open to anything being possible. When I responded to to my colleague on, on that LinkedIn post saying, well, I want a job based at an accounting firm where I can work for a few hours a week, um, advising, you know, doing business advisory services and business coaching for accounting clients. Like I was like, from home, I was like, where do I even begin? My logical brain was like, where do you even begin to find that, Claire? Yet I found it because I articulated it. So that is in a nutshell, the last eight months. I am now what I'm calling on the road to recovery. I am spending 2023 really focusing on my health, really focusing on building my wealth and focusing on reclaiming me. And by reclaiming me, I mean 
me, Claire, as a person, not as a mum, not as a wife, not as an accountant, not as a business owner, not as any of those labels, but as me. I need to refine me and reconnect with me and what lights me up and what excites me. And when I do that, I know it's going to follow through to making me a better mum, a better wife, a better every friend, a better everything else because I'm going to feel more confident. I can already, I'm already feeling a shit ton more confident in myself because I've created now this foundation for myself and I am going to stop I am going to stop waffling now because this is only meant to be a short um, a short episode, but here we are at 40 minutes. I want to prove, I want to be the example that it is not time or skill or qualification or location or age or gender or background or circumstance or any of that shit that is going to help us. None of that matters. None of that matters. It helps, yes, but it doesn't matter. If you are listening to this episode in a state of, I have no clue how to move from where I am right now to where I want to be, those goals, those dreams just seem so fucking far away and they're getting further and further and further away with every interest rate rise, with every... 50 cents that goes on a loaf of bread or a pint of milk or whatever it is. Like, uh, don't even get me started on our grocery bills with allergies. It's freaking ridiculous. None of that stuff matters. The thing that matters is how we approach things, our attitude to things. So this show, Real Life Business, this podcast going forwards is going to be me sharing my journey, health, wealth and reclaiming me and along the way I am going to be chatting to people that I come across who have got a story that is going to inspire because everybody I believe everybody has a story and it's not all about people making gazillions of dollars and all this kind of stuff it's people who real life people with real stories people who have gone against the grain people who have gone against logic defied the norms and have just gone you know what actually I can and they're the stories that I want to share because they're going to inspire me And they're going to propel my journey and therefore I know they're going to inspire you and propel your journey too in whatever it is that you are pursuing through 2023. So I'm going to leave it there. My voice is starting to go. This has been a single take episode, so I'm not going to edit it. So please forgive any waffle. Please forgive any ums and all that kind of shit. Like I am keeping this show very, very real and I'm speaking from the heart and and I think That is what I feel is going to be the most valuable right now. So I would love for you to let me know what you have loved about this episode. On my socials, you can follow me at Claire underscore Markwick on Instagram, Claire Markwick on Facebook, Claire Markwick on LinkedIn. The links will be in the show notes to this episode. Let me know what you've loved and share this conversation with 
anyone in your network that you think needs to hear it. Perhaps you didn't need to hear it. Perhaps you just listened because you're curious to hear what the hell I've been going through over the next few years, over the over the last few months. But if there's someone in your network that you do think needs to hear this, then share it with them, please. I would absolutely love that. And uh, reach out, reach out. I am in the process of creating um, an ebook about getting your fire back. And I want to, I don't want any person listening to this show to feel gray, to feel like a gray troll. I want everybody listening to this show to feel inspired, to feel fired up, to feel ready to tackle whatever it is you are attempting to tackle. So I am going to throw everything that I've gone through over the last eight months in particular, but 42 years into this book about getting your fire back. So if you want a copy of that, it's not even done yet, but if you want a copy of that, then reach out to me on my socials, um, send me a DM and say, yep, I want a copy of that and I will get it to you as soon as it is done. All right. That is all from me for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you've stuck it out to the end of this episode, I really, really appreciate it. And I will be back in your ears very, very soon for another episode of Real Life Business. Bye-bye.